Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Big Game James, and you are in the chop shop. That's right. It's your boy, Big Game James, the musicologist A. Reed, and the buff nerd Jay Stocks. Let's Fellas, go. what's going on? Chilling, chilling. I'm, yeah. shit, I'm buff too. Nah, man. You see these? You know, look, look at that. Boy, I got some tri-rations. You, 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 you know, I ain't as big as you. You know, I ain't got tri-rations. Hey, man, you, you, you buff. Not to take anything away from musicologists, y'all. We're not trying to call him. Nah. It's no, not like we said. It's not like we said the scrawny musicologist. You know, we just said musicologist. <laughs> but you know, you like we want to. We, we wanted to be real with it. Oh. I could trump. You know, I may both of y'all oh. put your arm down real quick, but it's all good though. I mean, and you been, you been, NFL, you know. Nah, he been lifting since 1972. Him and Arnold Schwarzenegger, man. I ain't boy. He came out <laughs> the womb lifting. Anybody. Hey, 72, to the 72, ever since I, 1972. I, how old am I, Jay? That's, that's man, ah, well, way. you know, there's theories. <laughs> there are theories out there. Uh, <laughs> you, what's, know, you know what's you on do? the card? You know, you know what you're right. your theories? Well, oh, here we go. Here we go. We're going to start the show off. Let's do it, man. Damn, I'm nice. I'm not being mean today. Hey, man. Oh, today. A lot going on in the sports <laughs> world, man, but uh, this weekend – the uh, South yes, Carolina sir. Lady Gamecocks beat hey. the UConn Lady Huskies for Don Staley's second national championship. And, uh, you know, first and foremost, man, pick up the uh, Coach Don Staley and what she's trying to do for the women's game and um, all the love and stuff she gives to her team, man. And they, yeah. they totally, totally buy in. And at, w- at any point in time during that game, y'all, were y'all afraid or nervous that UConn was going to come back and upset uh, South Carolina? No. Yes. Yes no. and no. <laughs> Reed, you say no. Why? Why? What did what, 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 you see that made you think they never had anything to worry about? Destiny, man. Destiny. That team was that team was destined to win it, bro. That team was just destined to win it. They wanted it. They wanted it. You know what I'm saying? From just watching them through the whole uh, – Oh, what you got a whole NCAA tournament, man? Them girls are serious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, y'all, y'all can attest to it. When you got a situation where you can really buy into what that coach is saying, um, man, you can work wonders, man. You can work miracles, you know. And then it was also amazing just to even see Don Staley. Like, she gave a shout out to all the players like they didn't even play in the game. Hey, She's like, but you got to understand, like y'all still helped us. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey. even though you didn't get in the game, like you have been preparing us for all of these team so it's 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 a it's a whole winning effort it's a, it's something about being able to be and like being in a situation to play for a coach like you know you would know it man like with tony Dungy, like like that makes you want to like do great things man and destiny yeah. is destiny is a real thing man when it comes to sports so hey man you right though Reed. you got a the, the point you made and it was almost it wasn't funny but my wife and i she was like hey a whole shout out to that bottom third of the team that no one knows about Mm-hmm. And you know, I've I've watched many and many uh, coaches praise their teams and give speeches after victories, and I'm feeling like that's the first time I remember I remember hearing a coach shout out the bottom half of a roster that a lot of people don't talk about and speak on. You know, other coaches say, "Hey, it's a team effort. It's the it's the entire team. It's everybody." But it feels like she took the time to really try to break that down and pinpoint the fact that. She really appreciates everybody that does everything on that team. And it just speaks volumes about her. And, uh, Jay, I, you said you were nervous. I I, I want to I hear well, what I mean, you, you know what your thoughts dude, are on that, bro. Is, is, 
it's Paige Bukers, it's it's UConn, it's Geno. I mean, we've seen them come from behind before. We've seen them, you know, do some amazing things. So you never want to discount a team like this. Uh, you know, it's not even a team. It's a program. I mean, you're talking about 12 championship games. Not Final Fours, not eight Elite Eights, a Sweet Seas, 12 championship games. So, yeah, I mean, until the final buzzer, until the final, you know, double zeros, uh, to me it's, hey, they can come back. Now, yeah, once once it gets, all right, yeah, cool. But, nah, it's I, I never discount them because you never know what can happen. I mean, we saw that in the men's game. I know we're going to talk about it, but you never want to discount anybody, especially with a program like that. Yeah, I feel you on that. And I think – I think so much of UConn being that storied program and Gino Ariema always having a, a way or a player, but at the end of the day, his his guns didn't match the guns of South Carolina. So yeah. normally South Carolina is that team that's a little deeper, that has a lot of different weapons, but they're the team that came up. Uh, UConn came up short this time because yeah. South Carolina had weapons that, no one accounted for. And it's funny because when Reed said destiny, I really thought even, you know, the young lady number three, destiny, I'm trying to find her last name right now. Right now. Um, but she was amazing. She came out of the game smoking. I think she finished with like 15 points. But mm-hmm. the ball she shot early was a lot because um, uh, Alicia Boston, the big girl, the big player of the year, yeah. they yeah. kind of took her out of the game a little bit. Or they didn't play mm-hmm. big inside like they normally yeah. have. And they needed a spark. So even when it got close, six was the closest it got the entire game two different, at two different points. They found a way to hit a big shot and clamp down on defense and create the turnovers that ended up being, you know, big for them to go ahead and, and shut the door on UConn and keep it where they couldn't come back. And I just think – and my whole moment for my thing, this whole thing, is – I get my wife is all hyped now, so I got to get her the sweatshirt that Don Staley was wearing, the w, the WBB, <laughs> the WBB sweatshirt, and mm-hmm. you know we looked it up online and it you know it first came out because like women's basketball and she was so big on that, but then also made it a battle cry when they lost in the Final Four last year to we'll be back, and just you know they decided and they they made their minds up last year that. Um, they were going to get back to the Final Four, and if they got to the championship, they weren't going to give up that opportunity again. I just think it's a great story, man. And like you said, Reed, the kids have bought in and they believe in her, and I think they'll run through a brick wall for her, man. And that speaks volumes for you know, volumes. coach and what she what she's doing for that program. Oh yeah, it does it does it does? I mean, she's a great coach. That's a great program that that she has turned around and really, you know, just moved it in the right direction. But like I said, man, when you know six points, what's six points to UConn? I mean, they have, <clears throat> excuse me, they have you know a history of Hall of Famers coming through that program. So, right, you know, I mean, but yo, big up, and that and that goes to Coach Don and what she's done and how she has coached and said, look, they're gonna hit you. Are you ready? You know right. what I'm saying? It, it, they're gonna come back. Are you ready? So yeah. I, Big ups to her, you know, and the South Kakalaki. Shout out to the young lady I was talking about was uh, Destiny Henderson's her name. Mm. And 
you know, I, I like her. I gave her a little background. She said this this whole thing is to make her feel like her life is finally validated because of all the turmoil and, and personal loss she's had in the last couple of years. She lost her father. I think she lost more family members to some certain, you know, different things going on. Just just life. And it, it's just amazing because, you know, we, we look at sports as an outlet. But yet sometimes I think fans forget that these athletes are people, too, and they have a life. Exactly. And they, go, they go through things. Exactly. And for her to be able to, you know, turn her life around, I say turn around, but when I say that, I really mean keep it on track to achieve the goal she wanted to accomplish for the people that were no longer with her. I just thought that was big, man. Just the way she spoke after the game. And, you know, I was I was, I was, was saying she was a C-Lo from California because she had like the little braids coming out of her head, man. man. She like she was banging on the west side, dog. I love I loved the whole look, man. Man, you love but, those kind of stories, though. Yeah, I but, do. Okay, I mean, it, it's a feel good, feel good. That, you know, I always have an issue with something because I guess that's just what I am. Buff nerds do that, but it's okay, uh, man. We yeah. love you for it. Well, I, my only concern is that this validates all of that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and just verbiage for me. Look, you are who you are. Your greatness. Understand that, and. You know, yeah, not having played on the pro level, but just understanding life. A lot of times the validation that we get out of certain things and certain people, you know, I think I, I think right there is where you just kind of have to take a step back and say, look, what if you didn't lose? What if you didn't win? Mm. If, you know, are, are you validated still? Do you feel like everything you've gone through still puts you in a good spot? You're still in a good place? You know, so that's that's my only thing with that is that the win validates all of that work. No, the work validates the work. The end result, okay. you going to the pros, that validates it. You know, everyone seeing how well and how good you are, that validates it. Not the win. If you don't win, it's not just because of you, right? Bro, you know, I, I, feel where you, I feel where you're coming from on that, Jay. But I don't think she meant it to that point. And, and I, think I, this is, I think this is one thing, the way I guess I looked at it is when you're young and you go through different things, mm-hmm. you you feel an accomplishment <clears throat> with something else kind of try. It feels a little triumphant over the loss you suffered sure. prior to. Right. So her being as young, being a young, you know, a young lady like she is and, you know, as young as she is. Yeah. Maybe that moment was the biggest thing for her to feel like. It, it made her feel like she served a purpose. Not that she would feel any less of a purpose right. if it wasn't a national championship or was it a win. I just think for some reason, like when, you, when you're in that moment of winning and on that stage and mm-hmm. hoisting up a trophy and, and the stage is as big as it is, I right. think there's always something from your past that can make you feel a certain way when it comes to playing at a better level. So I, think, yeah, I, think, I, I honestly think about- it. You think about everything that you that you've gone through up to this moment, yeah, right? All the sacrifices that you've had to make and stuff like that. You know, the long nights, all those practices and, and, and whatnot. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it can it can definitely be an emotional thing for, for anybody. Yeah. So I think it's a mix of everything, Jay. I don't think it was like like to me if if South Carolina doesn't win that game, it doesn't make me feel any less or think any less of those young women on that team. Right. But because they got so close the year before losing in the final four, uh, when they were favored to win, I think I can see how they all interpreted it like they had to have this win 
it does validate them in a sense. But I don't I don't think it really comes down to that because we knew before they were a damn good team. Right. And we know in the tournament, it's all about who gets hot at the right time on the right yeah. night, who's hitting shots, who's missing shots. And because you look at um, UConn, and like you said, Paige, they they were off, man. I mean, yeah. they they did what she. I think she had what fifteen points, yeah, or thirteen man. point high, yeah. something like that. I mean, I mean it was just, yeah. and it wasn't enough collaboratively. But at the same time, the defense that South Carolina played was yeah. amazing, and I think like like no other that UConn saw in the tournament until that championship game. Oh yeah, no, I you know look, I I, I get I get that fact of you know you you work very hard, and like Reed said. The practices, the long nights, the, you know, giving up of time, the giving up of friends, you know, when you could have done this or been there or whatever. And, yeah, the validation of all or the culmination of all of that to that point, sure, okay, yeah, you know, all of it is worth it. Like I said, just in the moment, I don't know, but, hey, big up to them, like I said, hey, they they won. They did it. They, They knocked off the giant. My question is. And that's what I posed before was, is this the beginning of the end for Gino? Mm, wow. Mm. Wow. That's I don't a think UConn so. program. I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. If he's still getting that, that program to the to the championship, man, why would it be? You know, I mean, you, you got Mulkey at, at LSU. You know, Baylor is still uh, a big program. Um, South Dakota is trying to do some apparently. Uh, hey, South Louis- Carolina. Louisville has turned their women's program around big time. Louisville, too. Notre Dame is still a good program. Stanford. I mean, Stanford. This is to bring is- me on a point. This is going to bring me on a point. That's something that we had talked about a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. What's that, Reed? This is why women's sports need to stay women's sports. Mm. And it don't need to be no no mixing mm. in it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I think because, because seriously, I, I, I think it's wonderful to see that women can go out there and compete just like men can do, you know what I'm saying, in their own realm, in their own league and stuff like that, and just give it their all. You know what I'm saying? Them girls was out there. They was out there balling. I'm telling you right now, any of them girls would probably be me in one-on-one. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just just straight facts, just straight facts. I was saying most of You know what I'm saying? Yes. I know it'll be me. Probably them are all of them. You know what I'm saying? I know it'll be me. I ain't got to worry about it. You know what I'm saying? You got to look yeah. at the, work, the hard work and dedication that they sure. put in just as well as just like the guys. So that's why, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because you know? Aaliyah Boston is a monster in the paint, dog. Man. She, she, I know she'd back me down and and, 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 and and be able to drop step. And she had the shimmy and everything like Hakeem, man. She has a good overall game. And it, it was some great basketball played in that women's tournament, man. And oh, yeah. So, because here it is Saturday. We have a final four party for the, for you know, the men's side, and all my wife said to everybody was, "Don't y'all forget about the women's getting the <laughs> tomorrow." And I was like, "Babe, ain't nobody gonna forget." Nah, there ain't nothing people talk about. Hey, don't forget about the women's championship. Make sure y'all get them girls they love and they respect. And, and it was it was great basketball, man. And I I, yeah. I I I do honestly hope that all basketball enthusiasts had a, took some time out to watch those games and that throughout that entire tournament. Yeah, and how they how they played, and you know they had some upsets on the women's side this year that you normally don't have. It's normally like the higher seed normally takes the lower seed out yeah. all the way through, and they had some some shakeup a little bit along the way. 
And it, it was just, it's just big for the game, man. It was it was cool, it, you know, good feeling. Like I said, and I think that's why I wanted to lead off the show tonight with with Don Staley and the yeah. South Carolina uh, Gamecocks. And to you know, to that question, Jay, and and read your point about keeping the game, the game, and and we know we're talking back about to relate a little bit to that that swim story that we saw. Right. Um, that you know, certain things have to stay, certain things to stay pure for the overall enhancement of that sport, right? Um, you don't want to see LeBron in there? No, nah, I don't want to see Jawana Man. <laughs> I mean, Le- LeBron, James. Where, no, bro, I mean, I mean, it's not, it's not hard. To, Ooh, that got me talking. It's not hard to see that some of these girls may, quote unquote, live a certain lifestyle of dating other females. You know. I ain't talking about that. We talking about the game. But, uh, I, I'm not saying that. Yeah. You know, it's when you have something like that in a situation where you have just just imagine if one of the schools had allowed a man to come into the program. Okay. I don't I don't care if he's sitting there talking about I'm transgender. He was a man. His name decided, is Bruce you know, to me. Sorry. You know, he's Bruce. His name Caitlin. is Bruce. It's Caitlin. But, but if 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 they really had did her. that and allowed that, you know what I'm saying? And he's out right. here just That's he's jumping of the year, bro. Thirty points a game and 30, 40 points a game, like it ain't right, bro. Right, it exactly. Jenner, right. It Bruce right. Jenner was the woman of times woman of the year. Respect her, respect her man. again. Like I said, but to get back to the point, <laughs> Bruce, I was trying to make beforehand Bruce. your it's question, crazy. Jay Stoggs. Yes, sir. You really had me scratching my head earlier today when I was thinking about it. Because you think, you know, you you go back to the days of UConn, so they've been around forever. And then also Pat Summit back in the day before her health decline and she had to step away. away. But those teams that those Lady Tennessee Vols had. She was awesome. Uh, What Geno's done for the game. But he is looking like – it was certain parts doing out this tournament – he said the right things, but Gino looked like he just wanted to go. Man, Look, the I'm body language. Like, yeah, Jaden, no, you're right. The body language was off for me, Look, man. The body language it. for the past like three, four years to me just seems like you said, it's, it seems off. I, I don't know, man. I think next year, maybe in a couple of years, to see these recruiting classes come through, like I say, you're starting to see that, you know, the talent isn't just going strictly to UConn. Right. Now that they're going to, again, the South Carolinas, the Stanfords, the Baylors, the Notre Dames, mm-hmm. the South Dakotas, the, mm-hmm. you know, the LSUs, you know, Mulkey is now down there. Uh, the So, I mean, you starting to see the Stanfords, the USC's, you said they're starting to move out and say, you know what? We don't have to go to UConn. Mm-hmm. We can make our own name here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of it is also going to depend on the WNBA and how well they do to ensure that the game grows, right, on that level. Um, because they know they can go oh. overseas. But- oh, that's a good question, though. How could it? How could WNBA grow? How could it grow to like how the NBA is? Well, you know, I'm saying we, we got to find a revenue stream somewhere, Reed. And I don't know if it's tickets, TV, whatever, to try to help generate it's a little TV. bit more. And the men, yeah, the men's game gets so much more revenue, TV. so from, much more from so from, much the, more. from the TV market than the women get. They shouldn't um, have to be going overseas to get more money, bro. But well, let me ask you all a question, 
And I, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. Okay, let me uh, and I'll say this: some of the higher contracts in the WNBA are what two hundred some thousand. I think is the yeah. highest. Now, at a, as an average salary in America, two hundred thousand dollars is still good. Now, is that fair? I'm not saying that. Listen to what I'm asking. Now, and let's say just Brittany Griner's a case. Yeah, she hated Russia, but because she could go make a. a a million dollars in Russia. She went and she sacrificed going there for that money, but she wasn't getting paid just super peanuts in the United States. You know, I mean, people would love to live off of two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, but I mean, but I think the other part too is you you look at you know partnerships and these guys have like shoe deals or they have other types of deals that you know help subsidize right. their pay as well. Okay. So yeah, they're making. 200 million but you also have you know shoe deals that's paying you you also have you know other types of sponsorships that you have that are paying you right nobody is looking for Brittany Griner to do something nobody's looking <laughs> for you know uh Liz Combage to do something or Skylar Diggins or or any of these players to come right. in uh, you know what I'm saying like like dude there are there are players look I watch the game okay yeah there are some awesome players, and listen, I'm a man, so I'm gonna say it. There are some beautiful, gorgeous, wonderfully built players mm-hmm. that play the game, you know. And oh, for whatever reason, the WNBA just doesn't want to promote its players in any way. They're not on TV. They're not getting sponsorship deals. They're not getting shoe deals. It, uh, I think Nike and the Jordan brand just signed seven players like this wow. past year. Wow. This is the first time that they've done that, right? But it's one of those things where it's buried. The story is buried, and you don't even uh, know who they are they or when it happened. To, they have to find a way to better promote them because I don't think they want to at least try. They don't want to promote none of their players in a sexual kind of reference. And, True. you know, you know and, the, and we, it, it, the NBA – you know, it, I know it's about you know the, the the male players, but we still have skimpy, you know, cheerleaders. Absolutely. And you know, that and the third, so you know, Absolutely. you get the eye candy. Um, you necessarily don't get eye candy like that in the WNBA and stuff like that. Um, like you said, like it's probably it. about like a like a small percentage of them that are just outright gorgeous. You know, no, that are just out there hooping more. Uh, it's it's a, it's a percentage. <laughs> Everything has a percentage. But all I'm saying is this, you know. Um, when when you only have twelve teams, right, and you're trying to put them on TV in the summer, and what gets me is there's nothing going on in the summer except baseball. Nobody really watches baseball anymore. Right. So like they're trying to figure out. Come on, Reed. I, I mean, I'm with you, bro. But but no one, no realistically, no one watches it because it's too long. They don't go out to the stadiums. Right. Too hot. It's too hot, bro. For like. The, I will sit MLB. But you don't go every you don't go every week to every home game. Really. I don't have a chance to go to every home game. If I had I, the chance to, I would. I go okay. two or three times a year. I played every baseball year. as a kid, man. So I every love year, same. I give you all that. Same. Two three times a year, but I'm just saying, man. Nobody watches baseball like that. You know what I'm saying? They just don't. So you have an opportunity. Football's off. Basketball is ending or going off. 
Mm. Hockey's not being played. At some point in time, I mean, what do we do? What do you do? That is interesting. I want to know more about this. The WNBA is a part of a force narrative. I know. I don't know if Keith is still on watching, if he wants to elaborate a little bit more. Please on that, elaborate uh, on that, Keith. On that, that was awesome. On that, That's an on awesome that, point. On that comment, but he says the WNBA is part of a forced narrative. So do that. you guys think that the NBA and all of the equality and the Me Too type stuff sure. is forcing the narrative of us even having a conversation of them being compensated Closer to what men are compensated. Is that, I mean, is that what you think? I wouldn't say closer, but they have to be compensated better than what they are. Yeah. Now, Jay, my whole point, what I was going to ask earlier, and this is so funny because I know talking to someone, you know, women, uh, female players, and like even my wife um, being offered uh, the uh, availability, they offered the chance to go play overseas back when she was in college and decided to turn it down. But even back then, we used to talk about she's all, yeah, I can get on here. If not, go overseas, play, then I can try it again over here. All the girls do this all the time. Anyway, it was almost like the expectation was when these women, when these, when when women graduated college, and the ones who did make it in the either back then, I remember it was the, it was the ABL right and the uh, WNBA, and then the mm-hmm. ABL went away, mm-hmm. and then the oh, WNBA yeah, yeah. took over all of it. Yeah, yeah. but. Girls would go back and forth, and it was just – I don't even know if they had to do it, but someone wanted to play basketball year-round. We don't ask men here to play basketball year-round, and now year all of a sudden everyone's saying, well, it's the compensation and the money. Women have yeah. to play year-round to make the same kind of money. I don't think that they have to play year-round to sustain the lifetime mm. lifestyle they want to sustain. I think it's a choice they make because it's been the norm of how it was done for so long. It's all choices, but bro, I mean, look. Wait, let me read this. Your point, like, even bring it. But you know what? You know what, Keto? They win more than the men. The men's the national side? team, yeah, are <laughs> trash. They are garbage. The women's <laughs> national team consistently win, consistently, yet they are paid way less. Now. We could talk about the WNBA and to me the, the the WNBA and the soccer are two different things because they are proven winners. They have people that come to the games when they go overseas. People come out all the time to watch them, and you know we talk about going back and forth. You know, before when the WNBA first started, they had more. I think they had like twenty teams or twenty like eight. They had quite a few teams, right? But it all those teams started to fold, and. You know, going back to the the point of a forced narrative, you know, it was really one of those things where, yeah, the Me Too movement in the NBA was basically there was no support for WNBA. There was Mm -hmm. none, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And I think you had a lot of people that were just getting into it just to say, I own a team, number one. Mm. And number two, they were getting into it, but they did not know women's basketball which is different. And so when you have people that don't know a product, right. And that's why you have the XFL and the USFL again, or USSFL, whatever it is in the USAA, whatever football league, whatever new football league comes around, (coughs) excuse me. It fails because you can have football people around, but if your product isn't 
up to that point isn't on par, it's it, people won't buy it. People won't go out. They won't watch it. Old XFL was legit. The old XFL was. It was. Legit. Well, it even was. the new one was taken off in the right direction. The new one was and, COVID, and, and COVID shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just seen, I just seen what the USFL is about to come. I think it's like yeah. on the six. And now you know, y'all know the Rock purchased the XFL from mm-hmm. W. From I heard Vince about McMahon. that. I heard yeah. about the that. The Rock was trying to. He had two moves he tried to put into place, and nobody wanted to team up with him. He wanted. He was going. He offered to join the Canadian Football League because they play more of a spring summertime, mm-hmm. and also to combine with the USFL. And they did not want to bring this product, but at the same time, it would have helped. It would have helped expand the product even more. And now, the way it worked out, the X, I don't think the XFL team, I mean, the XFL and the USFL didn't have any overlapping teams. So you would have been able to have more teams, a bigger schedule, a little bit more diversity, I think. And I hope it works out because at the end of the day, I just think it's good for some young people that are, know they're going to have that maybe that three year stint in the league. Aren't they playing in Birmingham? They like were all the, ga- all the games in Birmingham or something like that for no, USFL. Yeah, is it? Is it one neutral stadium? I thought that was just one place. I know I somebody stadium. was talking to me in my one of my Buccaneers groups about where the Tampa Bay team was playing. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta check and see. Check that because I, I also thought maybe they were playing at the old Rangers stadium. Well, yeah, heard, it was one thing. Yeah, they was playing well. The, that's where the XFL team played. They yeah, played yeah, in Globe okay. Life, and they shut down. They used to yeah. play Globe Life until it shut down. Yeah, they shut it down. So. Right. Right, so that's why I was thinking, okay, well, you know, that's where they were going to play, but now I'm hearing it. See, that, that, and that goes back to the point, man, to WNBA. If you want it to grow, you have to show love to the sport. It being a oh, forced wow, narrative. You're right. Yeah, they're all they playing in one spot. All USFL games will be played in Birmingham, Alabama. So why even have different city and team names if it's ridiculous? Mm, I hear you, Key. Before <laughs> we're speaking, dog, I feel you. Um, why why couldn't the NBA? I'm gonna um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that. Okay, Jay beat me. I got you. good. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a double comment. Why couldn't the NBA is as much revenue and as much as they do? Why couldn't they put some money aside to help that grow? You know, well, the, the, the I, I, I would think I would think that they are, even though there's like their sister company, sister entity, yeah, right? You know, it still encompasses NBA. Well, they're starting to do it now, so the NBA should, should be able to, you know, set some money aside to help these, you know, help the revenue yeah. come. You know, is there over over on that side more well, protocols and stuff like that? I mean, they're starting to do that now. That's why they're including them in the you know the All Star games and stuff like that to try and showcase some of the players, but the reality is back to, you know, we did a story. We did a oh, hell no. I did a whole hell no a couple of weeks, uh, probably a couple of months ago, about the New York Liberty being fined by the WNBA. Yeah. Because, because they put them on charter jets to go to the uh, to the away games. Like they were fined $500,000. Because the rest of the league couldn't do it, Reed. They fined the, the New York Liberty – for being able to afford charter flights for their players. And my whole thing is if your owner <laughs> has the, if your owner has the money to put you on a charter plane and it does not hurt you, 
what does the league care that everyone else can't do it? You travel the way you're able to travel. Yes, that's that's you don't, you're not going to stop the New York Knicks from flying on their charter plane to go play oh, right. Bro. That's because, haterade, bro. Because everyone else may not have one. Um, this is what I think. That's like yeah. that's like the NBA finding Mark Cuban for having the state of art, state of the yeah. art equipment Absolutely. here in Dallas for the Dallas Mavericks. But everybody, but the Cleveland and all the other ones can't afford it. So Mark Cuban, we gonna, we, we right. gonna that's why. Right. That's why. But I mean, I that goes to show around. you the type of leadership that they have because that hate that, mentality that. Well, I ain't even finished talking. Well, you know, not because here's be. the thing: they actually they love you, women, but you know how some women can be. <laughs> Well, they were actually talking about finding them a million, taking draft picks, and even uh, booting the owners. Like saying wow. they have to, the, the owners would be booted out, and they need new wow. uh, ownership. That's ridiculous. That's and, that's ridiculous. and what stemmed from it was the fact that they were missing flight, other flights were being canceled. The players were being cramped because they were putting them in uh, not first class of business. They were putting them in coach. Right, so you got a six-two, six-three, six-seven player sitting in coach, and then they got to play once they land. So they land, they get there, maybe do a run through play. Yeah, I mean, I think that was ridiculous. When you did the story, we talked about how there was a perfect (laughs) oh hell no, I know it's stupid, but this is my whole thing: the women's game and the men's game is never going to be the same. But, you cannot ever imagine it being the same. That's one thing we're going to have to get over. No, uh, not revenue-wise or nothing. Yeah, like not revenue well, just the game in itself. But that's well, well, Jay, but the you, problem you, with you, that? You, that's not a problem. And you made the a very WNBA good point. Because the, the WNBA doesn't have – they have stars, but they don't have stars that, that, that draw people like that. And I guess it's because uh, – see, you scrunching up your face. But, <laughs> but, like, for real, like, you, you it's like – the the most that you ever hear of them is when they be on ESPN. Like other than that, like, well, if you if you follow oh, the game, wow. yeah, it's a great one. I'm gonna put that up. Okay. Actually, I make this comment. Finish your point. Pull yeah, it up and I'll answer that for you. There are stars if you follow the game. There are Ooh. people who don't follow NFL. They haven't followed it for a while, and they couldn't tell you who you know. They they'll tell you the big 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 stars, but they couldn't tell you who's on the team. There are people that, oh, I know LeBron, or I know KD, or I know Steph Curry because they're on, you know, on TV as far as commercials. But if you said, hey, who's starting right now for the Minnesota Timberwolves? I couldn't tell you. Hey, who's starting for the Dallas Mavericks? Luka, who else? Well, I don't know. I mean, there are people, they they just don't follow sports like that. They don't follow certain sports. We love sports, but if I asked you, you know, to name three F1 Formula uh, drivers, could you do it? No. But it's sports, right? I can name one. So uh, I mean, so I mean that the black to, guy. What's his name? <laughs> there is one. What's his name? The black guy. Ah, <laughs> uh, exactly. So, so I feel you though, bro. But but that's the point that I'm trying to make is you know if you want to get into the game and know who's what, follow the game. If you follow the game, you will know some of these players that are out there that are doing the damn thing. You know, besides Skylar Diggins, Liz Combage, and, and Brittany Griner. We only know Brittany Griner at this point. Well, we've always kind of known her, but the whole Russia thing. No, I feel you. Right? WNBA, I think y'all should get paid more. Elena Deladon. I think y'all should get paid more. 
I guess my point was, we're going to hit this for leave that up there for a minute, Jay. My yeah. point was going to be, it's not going to be the same. You have to know the product, like you said, like you and Reed said. If you know what you're dealing with, you know what you're expecting from the game, you're yeah. gonna, you'll find a way to enjoy that game. Yeah. And, and, and it's important because if you like the sport, I can love women's basketball like I like men's basketball, but I may watch them for two different reasons. Mm-hmm. Then you know that's when you watch it. And yeah. ownership, I think, from NBA teams should just get into owning one of both and help that league grow. And we can talk about that some more later. There you go. So Keith posed a question. says, Big James, let me like ask Keith. you, do you think these female NFL coaches are teaching world-class athletes mm. anything I believe they're taking spots of qualified guys. Mm. First and foremost, let me say this. If we know the NFL, I will say this, the NFL will pass certain things around and make certain things happen for its portrayal to the media. So they're going to sell women being put in positions just yeah, like they first, try to highlight when first minorities get positions right are all these women athletes teaching women coaches teaching work class anything i believe if the the coaches that are bringing them in really believe in them enough to give them a job that they are bringing something to the table i'm not gonna sit here and say is i played the game at the highest level you can play it i'm not gonna sit up here in my mind and tell me that a woman couldn't tell me how to play the game in some aspect of some form. Now, I've never been in that situation to where I've had people coach me that never really played the game, but we're still damn good coaches. So if those males could come in and end up being damn good coaches off of never really playing at a high level, I think I think some of these women coaches can do it also. <laughs> I think Keith is giving an example like – and and I don't I don't I'm not sure, but I'm I'm thinking of what he's saying in this comment. It's like could a woman come in and teach the linebackers, you know, how to be line, you know, what they needed to do. Why not? If she, I, I'm just saying, like, no, I feel exactly what Keith is covering. That's why I said could, I don't think that women are. Could a lady come in and and teach the D line? If on, on how to, if, if you committed and, enough to try to put in the amount of hours of time it takes to be a football coach as a female, you that means you're willing to put in some kind of work to learn. And I agree. Now, I guess the real point is what players take that coach as serious yeah. as a male coach. And I think that's more of the problem than anything. I think getting some male, some players to buy in to the female coach would probably be harder than that female actually knowing what they're doing. Now, at the same time, it's a new generation and age. These younger players may be more open to it than I am. You know what I'm saying? Now, for me to sit up and tell y'all, yeah, man, I can play for a woman. I can tell you that in 2022, and I'm 47 years old. Ask me that when I was 23 years old, first coming into the league. Hey, man, uh, Sharonda going to be your D-line coach. (laughs) Who? Man, please. So Sharonda can't. I don't think I would have been open to that as a young player in the league. That's just the that's God not, honest truth. I, I tell you, that's the God honest truth, though. I tell you, you know what what they need to do, man. It's very simple. When the female coach comes, what she should do is she should just say, "Look, if you can beat me running around this track and not get tired before me, 
I'll quit. That's what they should do. And it should be raining. You know what I'm saying? It's just I running mean, around the track. You are not going to go to the movie Wildcats. I'm just, you are not going to the movie Wildcats at this point. See, most people uh, would have let you get away with that bullshit. I know exactly where you're going. Yeah, Goody Han. Yeah. Look, I yeah. won the Boston Marathon. I'm just Twice. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Wesley Snipes like, oh, shit. I'm down. just saying, you want respect, how to get my respect. Hey, man, this so that's my whole point, y'all. For me to sit up and tell you now, hey, man, be open to it. Yeah. Give them a chance. Now, I've... I haven't talked to anyone in particular, but I've read different statements from some of the players on teams that these women coaches are stepping into and talking about and say that they're doing a good job. Are they trying to be PC? Maybe. They're not speaking against it. I do. I want to pull somebody to the side, but, yo, dog, give me the real, give me the rundown. How's XYZ as a coach? And I want to know exactly what they think and what they feel. I, want I would like to know. I, would you like know, to I, know. I, I really want to know that. So I would. I, I would like to know. I appreciate Keith's question, man. I do, and I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't knock that question at all because I think Keith really just had the gumption to ask us what a lot of guys think when you see, oh X Y Z hired so and so as their run game coordinator. Okay, but they might be holding up cards in practice and showing the scout team what they run in their scout team. But I mean, how much what... in, how much input do they get as a you no? Know, because we know quality control coaches are the almost the equivalent of a grad assistant coach. And at a college level, so that's what quality control coaches do. At the but I mean, if level. you're breaking into the league, that's what you're doing, though, right? I mean, you're not, you're not. I mean, how much input are you really putting in? I think it just depends on the on what title they're. Giving it depends on the coach, right? It depends yeah, on and the, what on they're going to give them, what they're going to let them do. Like I said, hats off to anybody. Like I said, I never one time had any desire to coach at the NFL level after mm-hmm. I saw. I would leave, my coaches would be there, and when I get back, they sleep up there at the facility sometimes too. Like I want a life outside of this game. Right. On average, so, how many how many coaches do they have on staff, man, in the NFL? Um, oh, Mike said they're like the get back coach in high school. <laughs> <laughs> get back, um, Reed, important. You got okay. You got your <laughs> you got your, you got your you got your head coach, right? You got your offensive coordinator, your defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they most of them, they're just that. Then you got quarterback coach, running back coach, yep. wide receiver coach, yep. tight end coach, O line coach. Sometimes two O line coaches. That's nine right there. All right. Then on your defensive side, you got your D line coach, your linebackers coach, Corner. secondary coach. You could sometimes have a DN coach and a D tackles coach, or you could have a safeties coach and a corners coach. It depends on what those coaches want to special bring in. teams coach. And you got your special book. Your special teams coach is normally one guy. And he's gonna have one of those quality control guys helping him out. Because it's and like it, you have like twenty about, coaches about, just be on the sideline, yeah, and you're not yeah. you're not even talking about scouts. You're not yeah, talking right. about none of that. And think about it. I'm not trying to be funny, Jay, but a lot of scouts. You have a scout. You got your whole scouting department. You'll have your GM, your main personnel scout, and maybe like two other ones there. So you might have four, and then. Yeah. Everywhere else, they have regional scouts, so they'll have guys mm-hmm. like that live on the West Coast. That's that that scout that uh, Pac-12 area, right? And it goes around like that. Then they all come in for, and meet before the draft. I mean, at the combine, before mm-hmm. the draft, after the draft, mini camp, summer camp, training camp. Then out working again. It just goes down like that. I tell you what, man. I just want to be the dude that gives the players the Madden. Like sliders, like that's what I want to do. That's the job I want. 
Oh. Yeah, but that's not even with the team. I think that's working with I know it's not with the team. Who does does their stats? Yeah. I want to rate every player that's ever played and then give them their real stats. You know what I'm saying? But. And, and, And Keith. Hey, man, to your point, I believe it too, man. I believe there's some guys that are going to miss out. That's just like not trying to be funny. As a black male, I know there's going to be black coaches that are qualified to and should get a job, and they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna miss out for some other reason uh, that someone else is going to get a job. Um, now, at the same time, could one of those black minorities miss a job because they hire the minority as far as, like, the sex goals? They bring a female in, and so that black candidate, it's a no-win situation. And until we get to the point where we can really go all people's qualifications and keep it real, because this is my whole thing. I told somebody one day in the conversation, just for us to have to count the number of coaches that are black or of minority descent in the NFL, or it tells you that there's a problem. If we have to refer to a coach as an African-American coach, it's already an issue <laughs> because a good coach should be a good coach. Good coach I shouldn't yeah. give a damn no what color, color he is. No matter what his right. skin color is. In the year 2022, I still got to identify the coach and what color he is that's coaching that team. It's like, that's it's, but, it's but, so many more things that's so jacked up about everything. And But, I mean, t- tell me, where has John Gruden played professionally? John Gruden grew up in the game because of family members, man. So that's my point is that you have a lot of coaches who are quote unquote good coaches, right? That have never played on a pro, some not even on a college level, but they understand the game so well. Now, look, my thing is this. If you're a good coach, you are a good coach. You are able to teach and relay a message to that person. You right. can teach leverage, and you can be 5-2. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter. What matters is are you relaying the right message to your players that right. they will understand, and then they can go out and execute. Mm-hmm. If you can't do that, then what the hell is you doing? You know what I mean? I, it's Look, I'm living with it here in Cowboy Nation. I have an OC who is trash. But He's never been good. Jay, never. You know what's so hard about that whole thing, man? What's that? The emphasis is on winning so much now. Coaches don't even coach the way they used to, and they don't have the ability yeah. to coach because it's a results-driven league now, and everyone wants the instant gratification and satisfaction you of winning it. to where if you, can't, if, you can't, if you can't Win come now. in, and help me win now. I got to move on from you and bring somebody that's going to help me win. And, and that's why they having like two, two maybe Boy, three years tops. We brought in what Zimmer, uh, McCarthy brought in this dude. Well, McCarthy's an idiot. He bought it. He, he bought in a, a proven loser. <laughs> I mean, I feel you. I'm. I'm. I, hey, man. You know what I'm saying? So I, I mean, you. my my point is this: whether it's a female. Whether it's an alien, whether they polka dot stripe, uh, or whatever. alien, huh? Okay. I, if you, hey, listen, if the you can get my squad to the Super Bowl and win, yes, sir. I don't care. Gotcha. I I don't care. Great. I don't care if a female can do it better than the OC we got. Bring her in, bro. Bring her in because there's got to be something better. So. Okay. 
you know, again, that point is there's there's a there's football female leagues that are out there. The lingerie yeah. league is bad, boy. I like that league. Sorry. Okay. Mm. Okay. <laughs> there's actually a, a, a padded <laughs> league where they have one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they actually got pads on. Like yeah. Like there's a full yeah, league, I but you know, head. I see where where you are. The game. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm gonna play some highlights on next week. Uh, okay, great. That uh, that's great. All I'm saying is, jeez. See, this is why my Facebook account is off because of you. Look, <laughs> you blaming me for your Facebook account? That's messed up, though. All I'm saying is that let the coaches be the coach. If it's a female, if it's a male. Whatever. If you're a good coach, you're a good coach. Right. Let's, and, and to your point, it shouldn't matter what you look like as long as you're respecting the squad, respecting your team, respecting your players, and respecting the shield. And respect you know what you're doing. And, and you know what you're doing in your meeting it. room. Because your meeting, a meeting room will tell you everything you need to know about that person that's in charge of that position. Uh, a position coach – Already. Is going to tell you what you what you need what you know right? Already, we got his back. Look, Keith, don't worry. Hey, hey, Keith, hey. you you're probably right. It's all good though. But I, hey, I I like what I like sometimes. It's, he got it's, a big back. I got about half of his back. It's entertaining. It's big. It is wide back. You're My right. back ain't as big as both of them. <laughs> That's why I, say I got I'm half. Hey, but you know, all 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 jokes aside, all fun. Hey, uh, Tiger Woods, we're going to get you next week. Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. Yeah. Tiger going to play. He's playing. He said he's playing. Oh, so Tiger, he's hey, game time decision. Tiger decided right he's, he's a go. That'd be good. He, he says, as of right now today, Tiger is a go. So you know what I'm doing for the Super Bowl of golf. I'll be right there. I'm going to watch every stroke. Oh, so you can watch that, but you can't watch baseball. Yes. It's more exciting. Reed, I can watch baseball. Like I can watch the opening inning, and I can watch the bottom of the ninth. I'm, I'm if it's saying, a good like, game. Somewhere in between, I get lost, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. I can watch man. golf too, though. But I understand. I, man, look, I go, Keith. You're gonna I go, cool, to the games for hot dogs, soda pop, right, mm-hmm. and whatever else I can't get at the house. Hey, what's the thing you telling me you got? Ranger, Ranger, what? Ranger, not oh, the Ranger. Boomstick? Yeah, the boomstick. The boomstick. I, I, I want think a they got rid of it though. How you gonna give me? How you gonna give me hype about the boomstick and this gun? Hopefully today. they haven't. Hopefully they I haven't. Because I know I complained last year. Boomstick hey. is amazing. It's amazing. Well, hey man, y'all, did y'all see? Did y'all know? Well, Jay Stocks just said his Facebook is gone. Hey it's Reed, gone. how was WrestleMania, dog? Wonderful, brother. <laughs> hey, Wonderful. I felt like I was there when you when you you, you played the oh, Stone Cold joint, dog. I want to say thank you for Who's that. Who's there? You are welcome. You are completely Who's welcome. There? Because yes, I was in that thing. Did you go both days? It was, no, I didn't go both days. I Who's had tickets go? for both days, but I only went Saturday, and I ended up giving it to my Sunday ticket to one of my homeboys from my last job. He was a big wrestling fan, and he couldn't make it. Well, oh, he, man, couldn't, you- he couldn't. He couldn't. He didn't. He didn't have the money to get the ticket. So yeah. he was like the first person I when I had when I had learned that WrestleMania was coming. He was like the first person I thought of. 
So I just gave him the ticket, man. That's and nice. he had a wonderful, he had a wonderful. Look at that. Y'all hit up, y'all hit up right, A Reed, man. Musicologist. Man. He'll give you free WrestleMania tickets. I, I, I hook you up if I know you, man, man. and I show Good you love. <laughs> but no, it was it was quite amazing. Uh man, I'm telling you, I became a wrestling fan all over again. Um, to see what those guys do, like like in real life, like it, it's it was dope. It was dope. Um they actually took time to do the Hall of Fame. Cause you know they, yeah. they had, oh really what they did my was, guy what they, they did was in. they had the they had what was that Friday night SmackDown at the yeah, Friday night SmackDown AC oh okay, then, cool yeah then two nights of WrestleMania at AT and T then they had Monday Night Raw back over there at the AAC but the Friday night they had the Hall of Fame. Hey right, Keith, like thank you, man. We really appreciate that, man. Big Low is my boy, and not to cut Reed off. Next week we're doing the Chop Shop. Mock draft and Big oh, Low yeah. Country is gonna be on with us next Already week. Already, Big Low. That's doing, right, Bo. Doing, doing the, doing the. What the world, Bo? What's so, the man, world, Bo? Come on, Coach. Big Come on, Bo. Yeah, for sure. On the show it's, next week. Yeah, mock we draft. Sure. It's, it, it might take a little bit longer than an hour, but and Keith, I don't know it's if Big Low told you about the other show we got. That's the Big Game Sports Buzz on Thursday. So if you get a chance to fall into there, uh, I don't, I don't piss as many people off. And yes, uh, on the sports buzz, as I do the chop shop, me. just Jay Styles. Yeah, he pissed me off. That's my job is to piss you off. He be hating. He be doing well. CEO of that. I'm, I'm the CEO, CEO of pissing off. CEO of that. Hey, I saw a shirt I want to get y'all. <laughs> and it's, Here we go. I thought we were talking about Stone Cold. Go ahead, Stone you know, Cold coming out, going through the crowd and stuff. Man, it was great. He no. about like what seventy eight, ninety two. By then, in sixty. He still got two knee braces but, on. But too, he still dog. got it. He still freaking got it. Bro. Does he? Still Man, got I heard, it. I heard the stunner. Gave him a stunner, all of that right. stuff. No, that was on the second night. That was on the second night. Yeah, that was the second night. That's why I'm like, yo. But the one he did Saturday night was a one. And yes, Undertaker came out Hall of Fame. That's my guy. What? Always crazy. Yeah, I knew he was winning it. Did I ever tell y'all about the time I met the Undertaker? No. I know he can't throw a football though. Hey man, I felt little as hell. So, you know, my days of playing in Tampa, man, a bunch of wrestlers live in the Tampa, Orlando area. And you would just randomly see dudes sometimes. They'd be like, yo, what's up, big man? How you doing? Good game mostly. Mother, that's that's Mick Foley. He ain't got no teeth. What up? What up? What up, Mick? So you can see all the kind of people. So long story. I just need to know, did you ever meet Randy Macho Macho Man Man Savage? Savage? Rest in peace, man. That's my dude. One of a hey, dog, and I oh, wish man. they had camera phones. Oh, yeah, he man. and Hulk Hogan came in with one of the radio, one of the rock radio stations there, and yeah. they went through and they shook hands and they took pictures. And they, oh, I said, Oh, yeah, brother. He said, Oh, you mocked me pretty good. Come on over here. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so we stood up, we, we talked, we hugged, and That's I was my, dude. Man, my big fan. And just when he died, man, it was like, you know, you saw. Yeah. Hulk Hogan lived in Orlando. Randy, Randy, Randy Savage had a house in, in Tampa. Yeah. Um, the Undertaker had a spot in Tampa, so you would see them sometimes. So here it is. My house is was out in this area called Citrus Park, brand new area at the time, this mall, and it had a little subway I used to like to go to to get my when I was you know getting back in shape. I couldn't really eat too much, so I go get my Jared on and get my subway. And so here it is. I'm in subway. Don't mention Jared again, bro. Oh yeah, I know. My bad. <laughs> Forgive oh, me. Oh, oh. Right. Oh. <laughs> so 
I went. Uh. I got I got my little I got my little sandwich. <laughs> they knew what I wanted when I went in there, and so I'm getting ready to come out. <laughs> you went in there a lot, huh? And yeah, I did, dog. I did. And so I got ready to come out, and before I could push the door, it opens, and I was like, "Who the hell opened the door?" Because that's, and I was like, I was like, "God damn." <laughs> It's the Undertaker. I was like, what up, man? Yeah. He said, hey, what's going on, big man? And the thing is, dog, he every bit of six, eight, tall. He yeah, had on a black man. cutoff shirt, tucked in some jeans, some cowboy boots, and this yeah. big ass had a fanny pack on. And yeah, I was man. dead. I was like, what you got in that little ass fanny you don't pack know. that you don't fits know. you? But I said, hey, man, I'm a big fan. I was like, appreciate it. Thanks for opening the door. We get to talking. I told him, oh, well, I play for the Buccaneers. He said, oh, yeah, man, I, I try to catch games when, I'm doing, when I can. And uh, you guys are doing great. Good to see you. Good to meet you. And, dude, he was beyond big to where the, the lady, I think it's his wife now, the lady he was with looked like a toy. Yeah. She was so short, so oh, yeah, small short. compared small. to how gigantic he was. Yeah. And when I say he opened the door, when he shook my hand, it's like, this my hand. I felt like he just said and like he just ate it up like a shark. I was like, God, this That's is the big. him and Shaq are the only two people ever in my life that made me feel little. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I've, I've seen Shaq before. I've never wanted to shake his hand. Carl Malone was like that too. I met Carl Malone. He shook me. I told him, don't you ever shake my hand again because I, I never want to feel that small <laughs> in my life. Like never. Sure. Like I'm not a small dude, but like I'm not a big dude, but that, that's stupid. That's dumb. Yeah, I met Sean Bradley when I was a kid. Oh my God. How big is Sean Bradley, dog? There you go. Oh, like a freaking like Seven, six, tallest man. oak tree you've ever seen. Yeah. Let's do it. Hey, man. Autograph and, hey, and he shook my hand, and that thing was about five times my hand. So I was like, whoa. Yo, big up to uh to uh the Undertaker though, uh aka me, Mark, with the heart punch. If you Mark, know, then hey. you know. Yes, sir. Mark <laughs> Galloway. <laughs> Yeah, man. You know what I mean, so love. that's we my dude, crazy, man. man. That's my that dude. The crazy. only guy to go undefeated in WrestleMania. Yeah. Understand? Understand what that is? When I when I say that when all those when the lights went black and you heard that bomb, <laughs> it was over. It was over. Man. It was over, man. That that's and it. then when Stone Cold came out, the dude was right in the middle of his freaking promo, and then we, I was like. Stone gonna come. He gonna come out at any minute. I know it. I know it. And all of a sudden, <laughs> you hit a glass break, and you just—I mean, da, da, the roof goes off. I know the crowd. Da, 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 oh da, 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 my god! Crazy. My gosh, y'all. That's awesome, my god. My god. Yeah, I got. I'm gonna sing Rose, out the video. Yeah. I'm gonna sing out the video of that one. Man. Okay. Yeah, okay. we gotta get out of here. Hey, right, well, yeah, we we got like a minute and thirty we were supposed to do a, a new spot on this show called Would You Rather. <laughs> we really didn't get to it. But because I know my man Reed prepared yeah. something. Hey, Reed, I'm going to let you hit us both with one Would You Rather. And we got to answer one? this in the next minute and 15 seconds. Cool. Okay. So would you rather take responsibility for losing the championship or have your teammate take credit for the win, even though you deserved it. Take credit. I have my teammate I'll take, my, credit my for the take credit. Yeah. I'll give somebody else that major that part of the shine because we still all winning once we get that championship anyway. Look, man, I I have tried to be a punter on a championship team. I just to get a Super Bowl ring. I'll be a punt. I'll be the backup. I, I played with cats. I was gonna make it about them anyway. <laughs> so you might as well go ahead and take that dub and let them do what they do and still know where you stand. 
Hey, man, you know, I, mean, I don't want to be a Scottie Pippen, bro, but I got six rings just like Jordan. I mean, I can just walk around like that. But, hey, my ring just as big as his. Y'all, please go catch the old episode, Pippen is Tripping. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fact. <laughs> All right, Reed. I'll be the backup punter. I read. Hit, hit, hit us with one more, dog. One more, one yeah, more. Okay. Hit us with one more. Would you rather have good uniforms with the rundown stadium or a state of the art stadium with bad uniforms? Ooh. Give me the good uniforms in the shitty stadium because I don't have to sit in the seats. I'm playing on the field. Mm. Nah, give me the stadium, man. Stadium well, and bad uniforms. Well, because he's gonna be riding yeah. the bench anyway, is what he's saying. So he might he wanna yeah. he wanna sit on the bench in style. Yeah. <laughs> Because I figure the stadium is going to be state-of-the-art. It's going to be state-of-the-art for me as well uh, as a player. I may have some ugly-ass uniforms. They may, you know, whatever, but I the tearaway jerseys. I believe in I believe in looking good, make you play good. See, that's that Tampa, that's that Tampa shit right These Stocks would be the type that would want to play in the Vegas stadium but be wearing, like, the Commanders. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's Reed, you, you know you heard him with that one. That's you heard he him with that, dog. That's what he, he did. Hey, hey, look, he did. He, he didn't want that. <laughs> that's what he would want. Oh this game hey, is officially hey. fucking over. Hey, man. Hey, <laughs> y'all. I appreciate oh my everybody for God. Oh, my goodness. Hey, another episode of The Chop Shop with Jay Stiles, A. Reed, you your boy Big Game James. Yes, hey, don't sir. forget yes, to sir. catch Big Game Sports Buzz this Thursday. We're doing our first giveaway and so if you want to be entered to win in that giveaway oh go to my goodness. twitter page check out that's at jk97 giveaways hey, donation eagles you can like, anybody else subscribe retweet go to um the you make me forget. Go, they go to youtube subscribe to that channel enter for your chance to win some big game sports buzz swag and i know we're running over but i gotta show this to the people real quick It's a big game. Who you know that got it behind the scenes like behind the old line soon as the QB say hype. It's big game, game, big game, game, game. Analysis from the player's point of view. Hey, that's that hey, ain't working, Hey, y'all, y'all don't know that that not that cool, smooth music is by the musicologist right there. So again, man, hey, y'all tune in. Hey, thank y'all, everybody for who came in tonight, checking us out ASAP, man. We want to still most of ASAP, Keith. Appreciate y'all so much for uh, putting us on the network for us to be on Roku and Tiki TV and all those great things, man. So again, for a read. The Buff Nerd, Jay Stoggs. I'm your man, Big Game James, and you've been watching The Chop Shop. We appreciate it.